We're back, baby. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in review. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. What's going on, everybody? The big dog, Kevin Coelho. Cowabunga. It's Christmas in June, Joey Noel. What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. I'm telling you one thing right now. You're making Snowbike Mike's Discord very happy right now. For two weeks straight, they'll be like, when are you going to do the next Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Guess what, guys? It's today. You're welcome. It's today. We're all so thrilled to add another movie to the potentially worst list of movies we've watched and in review. And I can't wait to talk about it because this is Kind of Funny's in review where each and every week we get together twice to rank and review different film franchises. Right now we're doing Pixar in review and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in review. You can get the show on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny in review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free and watch live as we record it, you got to go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, just like our Patreon producers, Donovan Harkness and the protagonist did. Thank you both so very, very much. Today, we're brought to you by Me Undies and Stamps, but I'll tell you about that later. Let's just get right into it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, a.k.a. Turtles in Time. It's often erroneously thought to be subtitled Turtles in Time. In actuality, it has no subtitle. This confusion is likely due to the fact that in the early 90s, not long before this movie was popular, a popular video game released in arcades and later on home consoles titled Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Some of this film's later DVD cases actually have the incorrect title on its cover, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time. So even modern Blu-rays now, they are printed with that name. So it's one of those weird uh retconny type situations. live die repeat exactly exactly mm-hmm. never forget uh a runtime of one hour 36 minutes released on march 19th 1993 uh this marks the end of the collaboration with jim henson's creature shop this movie did not feature uh any of their work and that is extremely clear uh based on the way that these faces look and move directed by Stuart <laughs> Thomas Gillard a Canadian film and television director best known for directing this movie and Rocket Man in 1997 so you know uh but Joey this one's for you he's also a well-known television director who worked on Charmed and oh. One Tree Hill and 90210, but wow. most importantly, directed the Disney Channel original movie, Twitches, with Tia oh. and Tamara. Excellent. So, I yeah. didn't know that was a movie. Twitches? Twitches. Oh, yeah. Really? Damn, dude. I, I feel like I could name every early to mid to late 90s Disney Channel original movie, and I don't know Twitches. 2000. This, this oh, was the Tia and Tamara, like renaissance <laughs> like post sister, sister you know what i mean yeah that's not a thing that wasn't a thing that was 100 was they came back hard as like adults not just as teenagers you know what i mean anyways uh this had a budget of 21 million dollars a box office of 54.4 million dollars and it in fact does not pass the bechtel test uh measure of the representation of women in fiction asking whether the work features at least two named women who talk to each other about something other than a man there are two named women in this but that uh that scene does not happen so let's start off Joey, I want to start with you. You're new to the Ninja Turtles franchise. This is your first time going into this. You've seen the first, you've seen the second, now you've seen the third. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like I've been really yeah. lucky to be on interview <laughs> and only, for the most part, watch good movies. 
And uh, this was a tough one to watch. I was talking to Kevin right before everyone hopped in the Discord where I was like, I'm really tired because I had just watched the movie right before we recorded this. And I think it's just because this movie is so bad. My body's like, what else could you be doing other than watching this? And they were like, "Mm, sleep is definitely the better option. So I think I'm tired. I don't understand really anything about this movie. Why half? Oh, any of this exists. Uh, And then the biggest question I have for the writers of this movie is why is there always one super weird, obscure pop culture reference? Last time we got the Ralph Nader reference. This time we get Don King. Like, who are they writing for? Who is this movie for? I don't know. This time we got Don King? We got two. We got Don King. But the first one he said was something else. I got to look it up. But it was another weird reference. It was it was a bonanza. Oh, yeah, gosh. it was a Bonanza reference. There was a, multiple Elvis references. Was there was just John a Wayne one too, right? Well, they make a John Wayne, but there's there's two mo. Oh, he we, they make a Wayne Clint Newton Newton. reference when he walks uh, in. Goes, is that Wayne Newton? And then when he fries his hair, he goes, is that Don King? And I laughed both times because I was like, I get both those jokes, and his hair does look a lot like Wayne Newton's. But it was weird. You have to put yourself. It doesn't make any sense. It does. Where do you have to put, put yourself? Hold on. In the context, where do you have to put yourself? You have to put yourself <laughs> in the context of when did this movie come out? 1993 1993 Don King was probably a pretty huge promoter because at that time he had either just finished or was still in the promoting Mike Tyson stage so he was very big in pop culture back in the day okay. Wayne Newton to the, the eight-year-olds yeah Wayne Newton on the other hand <laughs> was, was not so I don't understand why they would be they would throw him out there I love Wayne Newton because you know Don like, I wouldn't have known who Wayne Newton was uh only figured out who he was due to Vegas vacation Yes, Vegas vacation. Yeah, yeah, Andy. Uh, yeah, this movie is real bad, dude. Um, I have not enjoyed any really of this uh, in review. <laughs> like, I feel like it's leaning more towards like just uh this level of just sadness. Last night was really tough to focus on this movie. It was so tough. It was boring as hell. Um. The the you mentioning the news about Jim Henson, I'm not surprised by that at all. For the fact that the first 20 of the minutes, Splinter is standing <laughs> behind like a a stage oh, with like a very much like you know I'm on live television right now being recorded by one standing camera. That like I don't know. There was just like not much movie magic in any of this. Um, it feels like when. TV shows are trying to get around an actress being pregnant, so they just like awkwardly put things in front of them to like yeah. block shots. Thousand percent. Um, and so much of the movie story and plot wise, it's just not good. Casey Jones is awful. I don't know why he's in this movie. The um, it just felt like a stream of consciousness. Like the person writing didn't have an end goal in mind, but just kept writing from the start. Right? They didn't have like. Mm-hmm. Uh, an outline of what the story could be and then let's fill in those gaps with dialogue and character moments it's just like yeah they find a lamp and they go back in time what happens then i'm I'm gonna keep on writing we'll figure it out on the way and it's just this movie sucks so bad i was so disappointed because a couple people tweeted to me like hey man part three not too bad like once you kind of know what you're getting into and i was like oh cool maybe i haven't seen this movie since probably the first time i saw it as a kid and that's that's bad because you know that I hated that shit. Nick. 
Um, I think this, yeah, it's, it's a bad, it's not a good movie. Um, and I think the thing I keep coming back to every time I watch this, which uh, agree, like, honestly has only been twice now, I think, but, uh, looking at it kind of with a more critical eye, I remember not liking it when I saw it in the theaters. I thought I was like, this is it. I don't need more turtles movies. But the thing that sticks out so much to me is the Casey Jones slash honor guard B storyline and how completely and utterly useless it is in service of any plot or any character development whatsoever. Not only that, you just, why did you bring Casey Jones back in? Why would Splinter, like that was a great opportunity. You have, you have a scepter that's on two ends of a timeline, right? Why would someone not, why would Shredder not steal that or have someone else steal that? And then Casey and Splinter or whatever, or April on that side have to go, find it so they can link them back up and that would add to the tension dude it's when he, just nick when he pops back in i need the saved by the bell crowd cheering laughing. like when slater or screech or zach morris walk on screen and everybody like it was such a yo what's up turtles Woo! like it was it's just literally... so fucking comedically bad they're like casey you're back yeah and then like, bye casey yeah, straight up. It's such a weird thing where it's like it breaks the fourth wall in a way that like you didn't need to. And not only did that not add, it made it a little bit more convoluted and weird that Casey was just showing up it to this place that he not, hasn't yeah. been before. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It's almost weird. like you want you want some of the characters to be back in the past and some of the characters back in the future and then for them to meet up. But I think that's even less of a sin than the somehow. I don't know what they did to these costumes. But the eyes being a little too big make them horrifying to me. And the fact that they put liver spots all over them that were just not blended whatsoever with the texture of, of the green makes it look like these things are diseased, psychotic turtles that are man-sized coming at you to kill you. Yeah. It's unbelievably off-putting. And you go back and I'm looking at the original costumes from the first two movies. I do not understand why they wouldn't just reutilize these. I, I'm just like, this is beyond me. The face. So my, my problem with it is that they look too new. The costumes look too new. Way too new. They don't look like these are creatures living on planet Earth. And the eyes remind me of those images where people were selling the old costumes from the 80s. And they were all torn up and, and all aged. torn up and crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that and was like, these. Yeah. that Like... Oh, That's is it three. really? Those yeah, because like, three. yeah, I'm looking the, at it. Obviously, like, I think of the eyes in, in this image and how it feels like everything's like being torn away. And that's what that's all I could see when I was there's that final fight scene with Leonardo versus the dude, uh, whatever the fuck his name is. And he's trying it. First off, it looks silly as hell with him doing sword moves, not looking at the bad guy. But then there's a moment where he has to like focus and he gets mad and his eyes get so big and it is it's terror it's pure horror well not only that but when you're staring at these costumes you can see the eye holes yeah you can see the big eyes yeah. and right underneath under the giant, yeah right underneath are these giant holes for the actual actors to see and i don't remember seeing those in the first two movies because i think they they hid them a little bit more cleverly but this is ju it's just such a just a fail categorically across the board yeah i will to speak positively about it though i think the idea is cool them having to go back in time and fight samurai and like be in feudal japan i think that was a fun sort of like obvious fish out of water thing and they even tried to shoehorn in some like hey everything's clean here and people like us and we can live out in the open because we're revered as gods and i thought that was kind of some cool stuff but i'm i'm confused the entire time as to why there's a war going on it doesn't seem much like a war because it just seems like 50 troops picking on a village 
<laughs> and somehow yeah, right. the son is in love with the, the main uh, daughter from the village. And that's a problem, I think. But we're not quite sure if that's the problem that started the war or not. I'm sure there was a lot of backstory in there that I missed, but because no. I was taking notes. But it is just convolutedly weird. And it seems like all of this could be solved with a quick, just a quick conversation. Also, it doesn't seem like he needs guns to beat these villagers. <laughs> he just no. needs like two more no. troops and he can go in and kill them all. Another uh, thing that I oh. feel like I might have missed, why is Casey Jones playing two different characters and he's the I only one? No idea. Why? No why? Idea. When, I, when they like capture her like and if they that first was introduce, a thing that they Yeah, go ahead. They Sorry. introduce the wit character, it's like why? There was like, no is reason this supposed to do that. To, is yeah. it like a descendant that we aren't aware of? Like, no, it, I don't, they I don't know. touch I that. I thought it was going to be like Casey's on one side of the time spectrum and this other Casey who was like a great, 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 great grandfather or whatever is on the is like is on the earlier side. So they have to sync up like I legitimately thought the honor guard was going to steal a scepter and like leave and he would have to go on an adventure with them when I first saw this. And then they would have to sync up. But no, it's just we hired Elias Cotez. We paid his full fucking rate and he's only in three scenes, one of which is. I mean, no, all of which are zany hockey scenes. And it's like, I despise fight a that. No, he doesn't even he doesn't fight anyone. He doesn't fight anyone. But he, he just really, like, he babies Canada someone. I catapulted someone. He really, really, really wants to fight the entire time. Yeah. 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 And, and then there's also, in terms of the weird setup of like, why he's, is it the same actor and like they're not related, but maybe they are, but it doesn't matter if they are or not at all. Then there's also a little kid whose last name's Yoshi, which is Splinter's last name. And mm. it's like, are they are a descendant? You, are they descendants? Because if so, you could probably explain that a little bit better, but also remember that he is a rat. Mm -hmm. Not a human. He was not he a human. He is not a human he is being. He already... was a human being. He was a rat. We have established <laughs> so he is a highly evolved rat that can learn karate from just looking at it over the span of yeah. three months. That's what yeah, we established. I right love now. how much that offends you. I definitely, uh, I, I feel you right there, Tim, because at the very end, when we get that, moment of is mikey gonna make it back in time and the other guy who's on earth has the scepter and he's peacing out and then it's almost like they switch spots as if like as if uh, the, the parallels are there of like these four japanese people are supposed to be the turtles it uh, I don't know what I don't know what they were trying to get going. Like, what's the point? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. know. I don't know why they needed to switch bodies. I think they could have just sent them back in time and then been like, we're stuck here. That would have been enough for me. Um, I did halfway through the scene where they're in the bar, like hanging out and playing arcade games. Think to myself, this is what a more fun movie than I think the rest of the movie is. I'm actually more interested in the four guys that have been sent from feudal Japan into modern day, quote unquote, early nineties, New York, and are now fish out of water. And, and Casey Jones has to babysit them. And maybe they all discover happiness. I don't know, but either way, that's still more compelling than this random, the dude who is the bad guy in Zorro selling guns to a shogun to kill 15 people in a village. It just seems like maybe we needed to re reconfigure this plot a little bit. But I do like Kevin. that they, they call him the guy from Zorro, which is hilarious. Kevin, what do you think? Man, this was a tough rewatch. I was so incredibly bored the entire time. And it's one of those things where it's like, kids are dumb. The fact that I ever liked this means I was a dumb kid at one point. Did you? It's just, huh? Growing Did up? Did you like this? When we were I kids, don't yeah. That at all. I, I, I mean, it's cool. Time traveling, feudal Japan. So cool. Samurai swords are dope. Samurai swords, lots of them, Tim. 
April's got a mullet. Sick. But rewatching this was just like, holy, why did this get made? You know, but it, I, I think the biggest sin, Kevin, is that I know you don't love this part of movies, but I certainly, in, throughout watching movies for in review, have come to enjoy the so bad it's good. And this is not so bad it's good. Like, that's the. That's the biggest sin that a movie can make, in my opinion, is that like that it lands on Nick's three figure scale at number three. Like you want the it's good, bad. And this is just like so bad that it's boring and you just would rather do anything else. Yeah. And so I'm surprised, Kevin, you're you're saying that you you enjoyed it because I've only seen this movie once. I remember watching it as a little kid that that first weekend and being like, this sucks because it's not even a good kids movie. Like what Andy's just saying, like this fails on all fronts, like the top of which is it fails as a Ninja Turtles movie in any single way. When this movie first starts, the music hits and they're, they're all dancing in a line. I'm like, hey, maybe I was wrong. Maybe they're going to go have some fun with this, whatever. They immediately give up on that. <laughs> and then it just turns to such a bizarre, like Eddie was saying, kind of like, Okay, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens, but without any thought of what just happened before. Perfect example of that is we spend what feels like five minutes of them setting up that when you go back in time, you're going to switch clothes. So mm-hmm. Michelangelo has his shorts on and they're talking about it. And it's like, okay, cool. I guess that's funny. I guess the turtle's wearing shorts, dancing a little bit. But then Splitter's straight up like, yo, motherfuckers, we don't got time for this. We can't deal with this. And it's like, okay, well, you're spending time saying that even. But then they do the, 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 also, the, time, how- the time switch. And it's just like, wait, so now they're they're not naked. They're just they're wearing weird like underwear, underwear, underwear. turtle type, underwear. But like they, they look like the turtle shell shit. I was like, this yeah. is just so, so, so bad. And then you get to Japan and nothing interesting happens to Japan. Not a single thing with one exception, one exception. And mm-hmm. that is the dude painting on the beach next to a cannon. What the fuck was that? Not good for a good reason. Just like it made me go, what? what? Just like this is fascinating. He shoots okay. the cannon. It's got like a spread shot. Like that's not how cannons work. Yeah, that is that is a very good point. Doesn't it's matter. Like supposed to symbolize he can kill four turtles at once. Cool. And great. He doesn't. And it's it's weird where I feel like we've watched the last two movies that are, are varying degrees of not good, uh, but nostalgic. And I feel like with this, it's just misses all of that. And it is bait, like Nick's to Nick's point about like, it's an interesting premise. If you just say, oh, it's turtles in time. Like, yes, that is cool. Time travel often is cool just as an idea. And there's something here. It's based on some of the old comics. And like that storyline was pretty, pretty neat, pretty nifty. This is not a good example of that because what this feels like, especially when you take away the Jim Henson stuff, like. The whole premise of the live action Ninja Turtles is weird because they're supposed to be like ninjas and acrobatic and fight and like hide in the shadows and like flip around and parkour and shit. And they're going to be like, let's put Corey Feldman in a freaking giant suit. Doesn't really scream nimble, you know, Mm -hmm. but like there was something about the expression. There was like the puppetry of it all that Mm -hmm. was just like it kind of took in a different direction that that felt fun with this one. It really, really felt like the producers were also the producers of the show Wishbone, where the little dog would go on like historical adventures, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, we have oh, all yeah, these wishbone. props. Mm-hmm. We have like we have the Wishbone props. We still have this uh, stuff rented out. <laughs> we have we have a bunch of like Japanese feudal era Japan uh, outfits, and then we also have what what are those? Like I don't know. They got ruffles though. There's some vague form of European. Cool. <laughs> that's what the groups are gonna be oh and then the ninja turtles show up it's like what the hell i was i was halfway expecting 
uh, like we mentioned earlier, Casey kind of breaking the fourth or them breaking the fourth. I'll be like, whoa, he's Casey's back. I expected him to look at April and be like, hey, you look different. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's just how that's just how terrible this movie is, man. I, I didn't like any second of it. And most of all, I didn't like the I didn't like the wig, Nick. I didn't like the wig. Oh, you mean on Casey oh, Jones? Casey Jones's wig. Is it a wig? I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Wigging Out with Scarpino. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino. Andy, throwing to you on this one. What were your thoughts on Elias Cotez's wig as Casey Jones? Um, they if you blur your eyes, it looks like it could be the same kind of thing because it's got a very similar style. Mm-hmm. But you you could tell back in part one some baldness happening up top and that's fine a lot of people yeah. go through it kind of funny.com yeah. forward slash hymns or some, something like that but good yeah it was just really 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 terrible and then when you when i realized oh that's also him in the past that's how his hair really is and sure the hairline is receding but there's also a lot up top missing um mm-hmm. i thought the wig looked just a little too glamorous for somebody who is this hockey player that looks like he never showers. Yeah. Well, there you have it. I <laughs> Get mean, this I'm, image. I'm, I'm Kevin, right you picked the perfect image. Yeah, yeah. Like have anyone that. ever wondered what my dad looked like? It's this picture. Yeah, it's, 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 there. it's pretty close. Yeah, it's Holy pretty close. That's pretty, he had blonder hair, but that's that's about there. It that's just a looks. Lot of hair. It, it really just looks like something out of um, Wet Hot American Summer, where a 48 year old is trying to play a 25 year old like that just looks so off that's great that's a perfect way to put it (laughs) what a tour de force andy you mentioned earlier and i know we're about to get to the plot to talk about the movie but i i love and i mean love in the bad way where i actually hate how this movie starts where it's like they just thrust into the plot without any level of let's at least set the stage let's at least have some fun no they're in this the train station sewers thing april just shows up listening to music <laughs> like, well, no, i mean it's it, fucking weird it, it hey, starts out you, like they call that out too like yeah it's it actually a really cool shot yeah it, and like I, it's about, fucking like, like seems serious as fuck well no for a minute because like i it's been many many years since i've seen this and like when it started i was like oh shit this is like getting fucking rolling this is gonna be and it's like, well, no. <laughs> yeah but i'm with tim like the, the, when, the, when the, we see the, the turtles, plot yeah. line of like the narrative of what's happening it starts with the turtles they're here april just shows up immediately like interrupting the fun turtle stuff and is listening to music and everything's bizarre she's dressed in a non-april way nothing about this screams april o'neill it, even from the april o'neill that we've known from the previous movies then all of a sudden she's like i got you guys gifts and starts handing out a bunch of bags why the fuck Terrible did she buy gifts. this this thing so like, she, this weird tiki torch. It this, makes no goddamn sense that this thing is just here and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's a time machine. Well, she said she had a throwaway line, if you'll if you'll if you'll remember, Tim, that she's going on a trip and the turtle's gonna really miss her. And so in order to make them happy, she went to a swap meet and bought them a bunch of crap. Just dog shit to make them laugh. And that was the setup for this MacGuffin that was bought apparently at an antiques roadshow. That was pretty much it. It's just like, like- the there's nothing lazier than that. There is nothing lazier than what it should have been. How do we introduce this plot element? Right. I mean, what, what it, it literally been. was is her not once, but multiple times within a 10 second period saying it's Japanese. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was the plot of this movie is her saying this thing is Japanese and then it takes them to Japan. <laughs> well, what you, yeah, what I you wanted to I feel like they could have just, I'm sorry. I feel like it could have been easy. Like April went on a trip and that's why they haven't seen her in a while. And she brought back souvenirs. Brought back a souvenir. I feel like this is it, right? not a hard thing to set up. But also to Tim's point, like Tim, the reason why you, why, I mean, you're absolutely right. Right. Is that we, we start off with this really, really cool shot of these people riding horseback with the sun behind them and it's awesome and it's actually really beautifully shot for the first couple seconds go to an action (laughs) sequence that is what it is and then they lose the scepter and then we cut to modern day new york and what you're expecting to see out of a movie that involves four main characters who are crime fighting ninjas is some sort of crime happening that they can fight like maybe april's someone's trying to steal the scepter and there they find it and they don't know what it is. So they bring it back. It's amongst, I don't know, things like that. That's what you expect. But no, they're like, they can't move that well in these suits. Let's limit the amount of time that the ninjas actually do any ninja fighting to like five minutes in this movie. Call it a day. It, also, she owned an antique shop. They could have set it up where like she was like, hey, you know, I'm clearing stuff. I'm clearing stuff up. Right. And I found this like, You're you know. Right. <laughs> Or like, uh, it doesn't matter. It's so everything it's, in this movie is so, so funny, half-assed and tiny bit of effort. Ugh. The Let's other weird thing plot. that bothered me, sorry, ahead, before we start, is that um, oh, like at the beginning, the turtles are talking about how nobody knows that they're there and like lamenting about how they're stuck underground, and mm-hmm. then immediately April comes down and is like, "I'm so excited to see you." Like, it's just bad. Like well, I don't understand it with them on the in cover the newspaper. of the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't I don't know. Was this written by like people who had never seen the first two movies? I think it's oh, like really? that time that where in the 80s they tried to make a Spider-Man film and the guy that was the head of Canon Films was like Spider-Man's a ninja, right? So they made a Spider-Man ninja film and had no idea who Spider-Man was. I think it might be the same people that made this film. Mm-hmm. This is the plot for Ninja Turtles. How many things rhyme with Ninja Turtles? I didn't have a lot of time for rehearsal. Red is for Raphael. Donnie's purple. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's gold, Andy. It's gold. Sometimes referred to as turtles in time or depending on how where you're at in the movie, out of time. Wow. Nice. To get back to the future. Nice, dude. We must hurry. Mitsu is in great danger. Mits who? Yeah, that's right. Mitsu. Yep. That's the level we're getting. And to, <laughs> to be clear to anybody, because I know a lot of people just watch the in review and don't actually watch the movie. That wasn't a Nick joke. That was the movie. That, that was, was a direct line yeah. from the fucking movie. That was, that was line from the movie. <laughs> Japan 1603 we see a group of samurai chasing a lone warrior on horseback through the woods uh like I said before I really like the way this opens I like the shot it is very reminiscent of uh the rising sun the flag all that stuff you see them kind of coming with the sun in the background very very cool and for a second I was like maybe I misjudged this when I was a kid maybe I had terrible takes back then uh, but now I've grown nope still terrible that man is Prince Kenshin and he does not want to go back to the palace so he fights them uh, in the forest uh, as Mitsu watches from the trees but they get the Mitsu? better of the prince. Yeah, Mitsu. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Andy? You got me. I'm taking that line out. Redo it. <laughs> uh, when they take the prince back, uh, she grabs his sword, and we go to the weirdest title sequence 
ever set to a song i can't stop rocking i guess tim liked this but to me this was just jarring and weird uh you know what i can't do stop doing tim wondering why they made the turtles eyes so freaking big also the spots are a little aggressive maybe we could have toned those down a bit right andy no but i'll tell you this i think the spots probably looked yeah, they look awful. They look Holy awful. shit. They're I think bad. the spots <laughs> terrible. Probably, no, but I, I think maybe they looked better on a standard deaf TV. But now, like the movie looked, looked like really holes. nice compared to the last movies quality wise. Like it looked really sharp compared to the last two. And mm-hmm. that did not help it at all. I think I think when you make that costume, maybe they did some camera tests with different lighting and maybe some like ambiance or like or ambient like smoke in the air and stuff like that but in this one it was just it was too clean it looked comically bad one thing i always green... liked about the oh go ahead i was just gonna say the green on them is just it's so more vibrant than it's it a vibrant needs to be. green yeah, yeah. What, what one thing i liked about what a lot of the cartoons do the more recent ones is i, I don't think it's a an older decision i think it's more of a modern thing where they all have their own different shades of green oh, really? and i've always yeah, kind of enjoyed cool. that mm-hmm. um that's I know future ones do have that. Future spoilers, guys. I don't want to spoil. The turtles have different colors of green. All right. Uh, Raph, of course, then smashes the radio because he's pissed. He's tired of wasting their talents down in the shadows. Thankfully, April interrupts with food and a mullet. And uh, she brings in some fun, not food, excuse me. She brings in some presents for them. Turns out April's going on a trip somewhere. So she brought all of the turtles presents for the swap meet to keep them busy while she's gone. One of them is some kind of weird Japanese egg timer. Her words, not mine, which looks a lot more like an oil lamp. Uh, But hey, one person's torch is another person's kitchen utensil. Back in feudal Japan, Kenshin is brought before his father, Lord Norinaga, and the two argue. His father has disgraced the family by waging an unjust war. Again, war. We call we call it a war. Uh, when Papa raises his sword to strike his son down, Walker interrupts with a blast from his pistol. He's like, "I'm sorry to interrupt everyone, but I am. I've here. got a gun. I got a gun. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't <laughs> seem like the right. I got way the gat. <laughs> yeah, it seems like if you did that in in feudal Japan in like a shogun's house, he would kill you. He would just kill seems you and take all your guns. Also, where are the guns? Are they somewhere <laughs> close? <laughs> On the boat, he's I talking about these guns. He says, "I got six ships in the harbor, and like the ships." Just... Well, cool. Like, can I see him? Ah, yeah. like the 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 budget of the we movie. have one right yeah. here, and we brought a cannon, some rifles, yeah, we a cannon. Uh, Kenshin is ordered inside, and he throws a tantrum. He just starts throwing tantrums left and right. Cuts a couple tiki torches down, uh, and then the bad guy from Zoro. The Mask of Zoro tells Nor- uh, Norinaga that he has ships in the harbor that will help. He's like, we can help you win this war. And he's like, no, we don't need help winning a war. There's literally 10 people we're fighting. Question Kenshin- for the group. This white guy. Yeah. Did he take this role too seriously? Yes. Or not serious <laughs> enough? He is a I, bad actor that took it way too serious. He thought this shit was going to catapult him. I'm going to say this right huge now. Heights. I don't think he's a bad actor because... He is in two of two films that I hold very near and dear oh, to my God. heart. He is the bad guy in Lethal Weapon 3. And Andy, if you think that he changed one bit between this movie and that movie being the bad <laughs> guy, he did not. He is also the bad guy in The Mask of Zorro. And he is, again, the exact same character with a mild Spanish accent. That is it. Oof. Good movie, it's Mask of Zorro. Having said that, Mask of Zorro, to Kevin's point, great movie. Just watched it again about six months ago. And the, the choreography in that is phenomenal. I highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, let's see. Kenshin throws another 
hissy fit when he gets in and he breaks the statue, which reveals the egg timer that April found of the future, along with the scroll depicting the turtles from a long time ago when they beat some of Lord Norinaga's ancestors. Which, now, if you're thinking to yourself, that's going to surely come back and be explained later. No. You would be wrong. Mm-hmm. He reads the words in the scroll, open wide the gate of time, and the little hourglass inside starts going bonkers and spinning, and it sucks April into a time warp, replacing her with Kenshin. Thank God they're the same size clothes. That would be very awkward if they weren't. Um, Kenshin spots there's no plenty. Way, there's no way those two people weighed the same because it was a mass transfer. They have to weigh the Correct. same. She's like Correct. tiny and he's a regular is, human being. Doesn't make sense as like a time travel mechanic. Like Especially when it then well, happens I mean, with how these much turtles. Do the turtles weigh? Their, their shells must weigh like those uh, shells are like one. 40 Boris, pounds. 50 yeah. Boris is tiny and he weighs 50 pounds. Yeah. Well, not oh, tiny. Shit. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he's much smaller than oh, these goddamn fuck. turtles. So multiply that by at least, like 500 at least five, right? That's at least 250 pounds. At least. There's no way any of these honor guard people are weighing 250 pounds. They're a buck no. 30, buck 40. They're max. very fit men, very fit men, but like they don't yeah, have that sort of bulk. They, they don't have that no, sort of height. No. No. I'm type in how much do Ninja Turtles weigh into Google yeah. and how much do Ninja Autofill to how much do ninja kids with a Z make? Mm. Oh, <laughs> I don't much? know who the ninja kids are, but I'm pretty interested now. Oh, man, I, w- I would have wanted to be one of those kids when I grew up. 325 and a half pounds. Leonardo. Yeah. So that's probably two of the honor guards. So we could have swapped with two of them. That could have been fun. Just um, like toss them into, into crowds. And by crowds, I mean the six soldiers. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, like, they didn't have to make that the rule for the time traveling. You know, they didn't have to make it be like, oh, it's a matter weight transfer could have been thing. Equal swap could have been a soul yeah, swap. Yeah, it could have just been, been like, yeah, exactly. One person for one, one person. person for another. But uh, they went all midichlorians on it and totally fucked up all of Ninja Turtles forever. Remake it. Get Michael Bay. Get the master storytelling teller Michael Bay in here and let him <laughs> let him fix all this. this is Bring back Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Let's get Stanley Tucci in five different worlds. The Tucci him to play Merlin again. Oh, Jesus God. oh my I God. Wait. I can't wait. He played Merlin in a movie following another movie he was in where he was not Merlin. Yeah. <laughs> he was not Merlin. Yeah, well, Merlin was his Merlin. ancestor, Dan. <sighs> he wasn't. He wasn't Andy. <laughs> They were unrelated. Oh. They were, really thought, oh, that's going to be cool. They're ancestors. And Tim was like, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What a great series. Anyway, Kenshin spots Splinter and passes out. When he wakes up, he calls them all kapas, which means demons. Uh, some demons are good. Some are bad. These might be uh, good demons. We don't know. Uh, Mikey asks how Kenshin got in April's pants. And that seems like a very, very adult joke for a movie of this caliber. Uh, the and first Splinter- of many, many <laughs> I don't even want to call them inappropriate because they're just lame, <laughs> like lame ass attempts at jokes. Like, I don't even understand what, what the point of so much of this was. Mikey is crazy. Mikey is horny. Just period. He is horny in this. He gets back into the past and he sees Mitsu for three seconds. And he's like, yo, what's up, girl? And she's like, I have a boyfriend who, you know, you met him like, you know him. And Mikey's like, but is he here? Yeah, I don't see him. So I don't like, see him. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I'll say you're a turtle. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't even know what you got Joey, going on down there, turtle. I, I audibly said out loud where he's like, I don't want to leave you. Like, I, I want to stay here with you. And I want her to be like, you're a fucking turtle. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you are a know. monster. In yeah. this, you are a mutant mm-hmm. creature mm-hmm. that 
does not deserve living. Like, I'm terrified of you. Please leave. <laughs> uh, let's see. Back in the past. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Splinter tells them they have to ride the scepter back into the past to save April. Back in the past, they bring April to before Lord Norinaga. Uh, her Walkman goes off, so they beat it to death with swords before they can burn her at the stake. Walker intervenes. Uh, Donnie, what's up? I was going to say, she doubles down in saying that she was a witch. And it's like, I, I feel like no matter where you are, I feel like most places, not good if you say Don't you're a witch. Say. That's usually yeah. ends poorly, you know? I would think even in today's day and age, 2021, you start telling people you're a witch, you're not going to get a positive thing from them. Even if you're like into Wiccan, which is like light stuff, I'd be like this. I'm going to still not give you my social security number. Yeah, I don't in West it. Hollywood, right, Joey? Which is a wee hoe, baby. Which is a wee hoe. I don't know what which is a wee hoe, but it sounds oh, dope. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, the reality show or something? Maybe. Donnie, now played again by Corey Feldman, uh, figures out how the scepter works. For every one of us that goes back, someone from the past must come here, but it only works if magic travelers are the same weight, which is weird. Which uh, enter Casey Jones and his, and his manly hockey stick, but he's only there to babysit Splinter. They're like, you got to watch Splinter and whoever else comes through this time thing. And he's like, okay, the turtles have to hurry up. The space-time continuum is almost out of whack. If they don't come back in two and a half days, they're turtle soup. April they fends off. It. Yeah, they did. Uh, April fends off some two advances days from also her. seems arbitrary. Like, 100%. Why? 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 Why can't you come and go as you please? Why does it have to swap with people? It's <laughs> Um, April I wanted Fenza. the actors to be like, "Why directors and writers? Why?" Yeah, <laughs> like on screen and break character. So we don't know either. Audience. Uh, April fends off some advances from her captors, and then they bring in a Casey Jones lookalike, uh, which just just threw me off, man. I was like, I don't understand what's going on here, but I'm intrigued. Mikey puts on some shorts, shorts, so his uh, switcheroo partner doesn't show up nude, and off we go to the past. Uh, they replaced they're replaced by Kenshin's honor guard, uh, which at first you're like, this is a bad thing because these guys have been established as being like the hardest of the hardcore, like loyal to Lord Norinaga. And they're going to start killing everyone. So Casey's going to have maybe they'll bust out, steal the scepter and Casey's going to go have to figure out how it is with the help of Bebop and Rocksteady. But then he just turns on some hockey and they're like, we're in. We like this place. Y'all have pizza. Let's go. The turtles get blasted to the past and arrive on horseback in the middle of a battle. Uh, and then someone says, hey, dudes, check it out. We're in Shogun, which I love. That's a great reference to a movie. Even as a child, I barely had an understanding of. But it turns out five <laughs> hour show, long right? epic movie. Uh, I think it was, was a miniseries. I want to say five. It was long. It was a book. It was a really, really, really big book that was based off of whatever it was. I never read it. I was too lazy. Nor did I ever watch clearly the show. I just thought it was cool that it was called Shogun because it's a cool word. Mikey gets separated from the gang and Mitsu knocks him off his horse. Casey and Kenshin squares off against the, it's the cool word, Tim. Shogun, say it with me. <laughs> you're right. You're right, cool. Nick. <laughs> just, it's, it's just the that. that it, went right. from like, it was oh, a mini established thing that I've heard of, but Nick's clearly a fan of and has watched. And whatever. I'm not if he's going to tell me, I, th- now I'm going to be like, Robotech. He's be like, oh, yeah, it just sounds cool. I don't know what it's about. I mean, it does sound cool. <laughs> Never watched it. <laughs> it was, I think it was a miniseries, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was a miniseries. I just looked it up. Yeah. It was just long. How long was it? Can you look at the link? I remember being so, long. And then when I was a kid, right, I was like, so that looks cool about my watches. Under running time, it says 62 minutes, 180 minutes, 125 minutes theatrical version. So 
that you take your pick. One of them. We'll go with 125. That sounds about right. <sighs> I think it was like a precursor to that movie that that Tom Cruise did where he goes to Japan and becomes the last, last samurai. samurai. I feel like it was something like that because I think it was like a white guy that has to be a samurai. Tim? Yes. That's all I know. That is the extent of which I know. We, I, we don't need to know more. We're not asking for more. <laughs> no. I mean, could you look up the page count for the Shogun book? No, yeah, let's on it, on it, on it. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Are you still going to the post office, still paying full price for postage? Well, thanks to Stamps.com, you don't have to anymore. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and Pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. Stamps.com saves businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every year, including kind of funny. We have been really, really reliant on Stamps.com to get things sent out over the years, and we could not thank them more. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. It's a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop shipping out orders, or just navigating this hybrid work life, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. No wonder over 1 million businesses choose Stamps.com for their mailing and shipping again, just like kind of funny. Uh, with Stamps.com, you get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder nearly 1 million small businesses use it. Like I said, stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk and with the promo code kind of funny, you get a special special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in kind of funny. That's stamps.com promo code kind of funny. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. And next up, shout out to me, Undies. Summer is here, which might mean leaving the great indoors for a dip in the great outdoors, whether that's a pool, ocean, or fjord. MeUndies might be known for making the softest undies and bralettes in the world, but now they make swimwear too. That's awesome. I can't wait for this. You guys know I've been loving MeUndies for a very long time. Wearing a shirt right now, of course, the lounge pants, the, the undies themselves, and the socks. I love MeUndies. Can't wait to swim in some MeUndies this summer. Uh, you can check out MeUndies' first ever swimwear featuring bikinis, one pieces, and two different lengths of swim trunks. I'm going as short as I can. Uh, there are roughly eight recycled plastic bottles in each pair of men's trunks, so that means they're equal friendly baby uh, each one piece of bikinis made from recycled nylon derived from factory scraps and old fishing nets which keeps our oceans looking beautiful so there you go swim in an, an even cleaner ocean while you're looking fresh and clean clean uh, to get 50 percent off your first order and free shipping go to meundies.com slash morning that's 15 percent off your first order by going to meundies.com slash morning uh, Mikey gets separated from the gang and Mitsu knocks him off his horse, knocking him out in the process. Casey and Kenshin square off against the honor guard, but Splinter cools them all off. And he's like, love. Lord Norinaga calls for his honor guard, but when they disappear, the turtle shit hits the fan. Uh, Niles calls Raph. They bump into Niles and he calls Raph an ugly pile of dung. And then they growl at each other instead of getting into it, which is weird. Then Niles heads down to prison. Uh, oh, no, you're right, Nick. That is a fucking weird scene. Weird, Raphael, man. like, Still in a mask, like it's like, oh, I guess you're disguised now because you're this giant fucking whole thing with a weird mask. And he just starts going, it's like, what are we supposed to get from this? Is he angry? Is he constipated? Like, what the hell? Nick, I looked into it. The first printing, the book was 1152 pages. 
There you go, Tim. So if you don't think that's a story that can't be told in under an hour and a half, you're fucking wrong. It was the 80s. We can do anything we want. I don't think Tim did it. I'll tell you what, right now, Tim. Now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm thinking about it, I saw a commercial for it once. That's it. Anyway, they give... They give Niles some wet willies and he runs off screaming. Uh, April is overjoyed to see the gang, but they still have to get through uh, some uh, the big large guard first. Thankfully, he's terrified of them and a coward. He locks himself in the cage and pulls himself up to the roof. Um, Sue spoke too soon, though, because more guards pour in and a fight breaks out. Casey number two asked to be broken out as the turtles fight. And nobody, none of these turtles are like, this dude looks like Casey. Maybe April's just tripping. Uh, April opens wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. I, I missed this somewhere. Because I don't know how we skipped over the fact that there was a scene where April's in a cage and looks over at, at Mark right. Casey she's in like, a cage. Casey? And she's like, Casey? And it's really weird. And then she looks over at a rat and the camera zooms in <laughs> yeah, on the rat. Right. <laughs> I laughed out loud. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then it transitions. Like, yeah, like, what are we saying? Yeah, poorly transitioned fade cut to <laughs> Splitter. And it's like... But they're not related. And then there's yeah, a yeah, Yoshi she, human. Oh, my God. She made she made a joke. She made a joke where she was like, oh, you look familiar, too. Yeah. Yeah, she did. You she know? did. Because he's a Japanese God, rat. And that's us. a rat Why in Japan. Why did I agree to do this series? I just don't know. Uh, it's fun. Is it? I, I digress. Was uh, it? I'm having a good time. April opens up a sewer grate and everyone jumps in and the sound effects that's play here over and over again are the exact same sound effect and they sound gooey. It just goes like this. And then on the third one, they're like, maybe we should change it. So when I wrote that in there. Then we all. How did you spell all of it? <laughs> I don't believe you, Nick. You I don't believe it. you wrote you it in there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, then they all help each other out of the mud for a scene that lasts a long time. Uh, and then Donnie says, Help, I'm a turtle and I can't get up. I will give anyone a free Starbucks coffee if they know what this is a reference we to. We saw I love the 80s. Okay, knows. okay. Yeah, the life alert, baby. Go to kindofunny.com slash life alert. I can't get up. If you want to fall and you can't get up. Uh, Mikey wakes up and spots a village uh, kid. I think it's Yoshi. Uh, April rips off her pant legs to make shorts and boys go swing, which is a reference to... Wayne's World, baby. Wayne's World, which is... Joey, I know you haven't seen Wayne's World, but it's what happens when Wayne and Garth get World. owners. <laughs> Thank you for explaining the movie I've seen. We got back balls and ass bush and boners. <laughs> boners. Sure. And Wade and Garth get boners. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird little sequence because they do the swing thing and it's just, it's it's weird when they're like, well, Legorama. Like, that's fucking, what does that even mean? Look at none and of she's like, like, hey, I'm on vacation. Yeah, but she's just like, I'm on vacation. And they're like, ah, cheers, shooing. And they cut back to her and she's like, and it's just like the fucking, like, but the, and I would be like, dude, cut that scene because that's not good. But if that were the standard, then like their movie wouldn't exist. So like, just cut all of it. It's all bad. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, it's like 10 minutes later than this, but she's in a shower situation. And like they're like no, showering outside with all she's their not. clothes. She's just what? walking under like a, like a water system that, that transfers the water. I can't remember what it's called. And it's Aqueduct just kind of dripping on her. So she decides to be like, all right, I'm going to, yeah, Aqueducts. I'm going to just go ahead and let this 
Like Wash I said, me. a shower situation that she's in here. And I was just like, why the fuck would they even do like nothing about this makes sense? And Gia was like, would you prefer that like that she was in a real shower and like naked? I'm like, no, I prefer that she wasn't in a shower scene. <laughs> Cause like, why the hell did they decide to do this and have two characters speak to each other in a shower outside? Don't make sense. I digress. I digress. Uh, some of the villagers uh, attack the boys and a fight breaks out. Casey number two saves April and then gets his ass knocked out. So April steps up and starts throwing hands. Mitsu tries to shoot an arrow at Casey number two, but Raph hurls his sigh at her and she realizes that they're just like Mikey. So the fight stops dead in its tracks. When they go back to the village, they find it under attack by Walker and his men. Walker and his goons assault Mikey and freak out because they think he's a demon, rightfully so. Uh, Walker tries to shoot Mikey, but the dudes intervene. They corner him, and Mikey calls him the Zoro. He's like, that Zoro dude, which, again, is hilarious because five years later, he would be the villain in The Mask of Zoro. And I didn't know if they knew that or not, but maybe, no, just maybe, Tim. They didn't know that, Nick. He's clairvoyant. Just like I was clairvoyant last night when I called it, Kevin. Did you have a milkshake? No. Ah, God. that would have been cool. That Damn. would have been cool. Maybe Andy was things cool. where I influenced. Hold on, Tim. Maybe I influenced him to not have a milkshake because I changed the past by telling him I knew the future. Wow. Tim, do you know the future? The future of our sponsors. You're about to. Terrible. Yeah, well, <laughs> All right. Uh, Walker gets away, but Yoshi is stuck in a burning building. So either Mikey or Raph run it. I think it's Mikey. Well, which makes no sense because Raph and no, him seem Raph. to have it's a really, Raph. really... Okay, it's Raph. That makes sense. Rushes in to save him, uh, but Yoshi isn't breathing, so Leo gives a little dude mouth-to-mouth resuscitation for like 45 minutes and then brings him back to life. Lord Norinaga shows Walker the scroll showing the turtles and gives it to Walker and gives into Walker's demands. Gold for guns, he says, and he's like, no, I'm not doing it. And he's like, okay, well, this scene is useless. The turtles practice riding uh, the horseback. Turtles, the turtles doing the mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and it lasting as long as it did. This was the moment in the movie that made me, that took me out of it so much that it made me think, like, why did they do this with the Ninja Turtles? Like, why wasn't this just some other movie entirely? Like, when one of the main things, if you were to, and if I were to ask you guys, what do the turtles do in this movie? Mm-hmm. And, like, you had to name five things. One of those things shouldn't be mouth-to-mouth resuscitation with a young boy but it is no it is everybody give me some space i need some space back up space no i think kevin not to not to not to correct you but i think that that shogun (laughs) ran over it was five episodes the first of which was three hours the last of which was three hours which is why it just says premiere and finale were 180 minutes and then the in the intervening episodes two three and four were an hour long because it was 1100 pages uh, i don't know where the theatrical version comes in maybe i thought you said that in theaters. the 80s they could make it 90 minutes no problem That's oh, what you apparently said. they did because 125 minutes theatrical version i'm still i'm still trying to figure out what that is but i'm going to watch that and that's we're going to add that to tmnc's review next week just five minute long Five minutes. Yeah, We've already spent some time talking, talking, about <laughs> talking about it now, Andy. Anyway, back to the movie. Um, I, I want to mention that I'm not necessarily surprised that a teenaged aged turtle knows knows CPR, right? Like, I think that's possible. Maybe they learned it. I don't even know how they would have learned uh, it. Was it what, when they were a lifeguard that summer? I love like a that hacking class? scene. I love the hacking scene early on where Donnie's like, 
uh, take the binomial and multiply it by the by the whatever and he's just like sine cosine tangent he's just like reading words off of a mm-hmm. scientific calculator mm-hmm. and it's just and then he like all i think he threw and made up a word as well i don't know it was funny as hell I, I wanted to mention that you'll never know sequence andy if if kevin could tell you three math words right now you would never know if any of them are real or not real and neither would i it's true Kevin, give us a math term right now that we may not know, and I'll, we'll guess if it's real or not real. Mathematics, mathematics, mathematics with Kevin. Okay. I got nothing. Cool. All right. Uh, back in the future, the turtles, oh, excuse me, the turtles practice riding horseback while April theorizes who might have the scepter, but the only thing they can come up with is to make a new time traveling egg timer, which seems like a bad, 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 ill advised thing from the get go. Just like uh, if we can make nowhere. the basic shape again, that'll be good enough. That's what they yeah. think. That'll connect to the other one that's in the future. (laughs) That's not how, like, why would it work that way? If anything, that'll connect to the one that they've made that will be in the future. I found this log in the The forest. It's kind of the same length. My favorite is the fake ruler that they've, like, constructed with random lines on it. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is what we're going to use for this. It doesn't make any sense. You're, like, drawing a picture of a cell phone and then trying to call Tim on it. (laughs) That's, that's what that is. Um, Mikey burns a pizza while they try and work out the plans of the new scepter. This is like, just uh, oh, get me, it out before it burns. You know, yeah, you, you could have not. This is the first like, pizza you you've ever made? He will eat pizza. How does he not know this, Kevin? This whole section feels like the weird house part of the first movie, mm-hmm. but in Japan with other people <laughs> and in the past. Um, Back in the future, Kenshin uh, gets impatient and to return home, so Casey puts on hockey, and it mystifies all of them. Uh, let's see. Mikey does That's that That's a good thing. line, though. That was, like, I think the one clever line, like, look at them. It's not even the playoffs yet. That was <laughs> like, good. Because <laughs> they're going wild. I like yeah. that line. It's a good line. Uh, there's, there's always one. There's always one line. That's like, right ah, back in. You're so a little, you know, a a little writer, too rough. A writer with that a brain good. thought of that joke. That's true. That was his one contribution in the movie. <laughs> he probably got paid that was probably like a like a polish that he did on the script and he was like i'm just i just threw one line in there other than that guys we know. <laughs> it's bad <laughs> yeah it's, it's terrible <laughs> useless uh let's see mikey burns the pizza while trying to work out the plans the new scepter and at this point i noticed there's 45 minutes left in this movie and this is the point tim that i start really hoping the credits are where i'm like i hope the credits in this movie are like 30 minutes long yeah. um but they're not Raph gives Yoshi a lesson on fighting and teaches him how to fly kites instead of being angry all the time, which is nice. That's some nice character growth for him. A messenger <laughs> yeah, comes to tell Walker so his stupid. terms have been accepted while he paints a picture on the beach. Uh, and then Mikey, t- I don't know why they couldn't have done the previous scene, but they wanted to have him on a beach with a cannon. Uh, Mikey decide- Mikey tells Mitsu about Kenshin in New York, but then also kind of hits on her, and it's an awkward scene. Meanwhile, Casey teaches the honor guard how to play hockey, but they decide to wrestle instead. With two hours left until midnight, Donnie examines the first specter while Mikey kind of wants to stay. Mitsu interrupts to tell them that the Daimo is coming in the morning with Walker and guns. Uh, Raph and Yoshi have a touching scene, and Yoshi tells him that the, where the real scepter is, uh, which he found in the woods. At some point here, someone who fights over the scepter, and the, the one they just made just gets thrown down a well and never comes back. <laughs> yeah. There's never there's a point in the movie where I'm like, oh, they had to give the scepter to the bad guy. And he's hanging off the roof right now, right? And he's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then I thought, oh, they're going to be like, by the way, that's not the real scepter. We switched it. They did not do that. They did not do that. But also, like, why did the scepter go out into the battle? It was like a family heirloom that 
is they're they're like ace in the hole. They're on like you know they're they're awesome weapon, but it doesn't do anything. It's just a good luck charm. They sent yeah. four horsemen that somehow were all holding it at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie That's true. sucks. <laughs> 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 um, let's see Raph and Yoshi have that touching scene uh, and then Yoshi reveals that the real scepter uh, is is hidden there they had had the whole time uh, so now he and the Kappa go home so he's like I want you to go home so you don't have to die in the morning and it's very very cute but it turns out they're like this is we're not happy about this because Mitsu must have known this and they're playing the whole time but it's not their fault it's her father's fault that told them to hide the scepter so they'd fight for the village instead of Mitsu uh, who just got kidnapped by KC number two this whole Evil. scene is just freaking like a, a perfect example of like everything wrong with screenwriting where it's just like so oh fuck we need some type of drama and it's like well now she's mad at him because of this and it's like a second ago they weren't and we didn't need this you only introduced this plot point to to have conflict and that conflict you it should never be a we introduce this thing and the next thing is the response to it like there has to be some level of like development there's no development it's just this right. then that but like um, this would have made more sense had they been like oh hey this demon scroll is a uh, a prophecy instead they're right. like this is something that happened in the past and then the never t- like never why? why like how was that something that's happened in the past those are clearly these turtles you have to imagine someone was like we need to give ourselves a little bit of wiggle room for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Back <laughs> to the Future, or whatever, where they go even farther back in the past. And they and then it's Lord Norinaga's great-great-grandfather, and he's like, fuck. Just fuck I, I want to call something up right now that has nothing to do at all with this movie, and I thought it did. Um, I think during part one, I made mention of the woman Ninja Turtle thinking that she was in part three. Yeah. I had... I had somehow Mandela affected that into my brain that she was part of part three. Joey, there's a woman Ninja Turtle who pops up in the live action series that yeah. existed next for a mutation. while. The next Is mutation. And I thought it was, name? I could have sworn it was Venus. in part three. Venus, Venus de Milo. Serena. <laughs> close. It's close. <laughs> I love Kevin's word association. <laughs> <laughs> Serena Williams, Venus. They were great. They were great tennis players, though. Great tennis players. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was in this movie, and I, like in the moments where a, a character was about to be revealed, I was like, "Oh, here it comes!" And I was like, "Oh no, that's not." Wait, we're about forty-eight minutes into this movie. I don't think Venus de Milo's in this movie, <laughs> and she is not. So I stand corrected. I'm sorry, Joe. You were looking forward this whole time to getting uh, the woman with the baby blue bandana. And by the way, Joey, the bandana also acts as kind of like a ponytail. Ponytail. Braid. It's Ooh. supposed to look like a ponytail braid, yeah. But uh, Joey, I know you're I wondering. You. Does she got some titties? She got some titties. Yeah, she have it's titties? bad. Do I it's need real to Google yeah. No, I already have it for oh. you, Joey, right it there. It's weird. That's weird. Why yeah. do the eyes bulge out weird. more? Yeah. No, no. Granted, this show was made what like. On? This show was made like seven years Is after the what? movies, I think. I guess no, not that long. It was like three years after. Close. Three or oh. about four or five years after. Because this was like 1997, 1998. Got it. Do all anyway. the other Ninja Turtles have belts with their names on them? Or did I just forget that? Not, no, but this... in the cartoon they did. 
And then yeah. in in this version they did. Kev, I just sent you sent Asset something that before we move on, <clears> we have to actually look at. Um, if you could please start at three minutes and fifty one seconds, I did time code it for you, so it should just. All right, work. give me one second. Let's see, Asset. I hated well, Leo's bandana. Oh, I hate it. That was a bandana. I feel like I know that this movie is bad because I have the Wikipedia for it pulled up, and the plot section is twice as long it's as so any. Long. Because there's you have to explain every single thing that happens in this movie because nothing's connected. Well, let's just watch this for like 20 seconds, please. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Of course. laughs> this is hype as fuck, right? right. Here. <laughs> Black Ranger just runs over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at her chest. <laughs> Why did they do this? I hate that. It's so weird. It's so weird and awful. By the way, speaking of Power Rangers, Tim, mm -hmm. did you see that one clip of all the Power Rangers like joining forces, like Avengers style? Oh yeah, Super Mega Force, baby. Dude, that was amazing. I didn't know that thing existed, but suddenly, oh, yeah. like every Power Ranger possible is popping up on the mountains, like Geo Force or whatever the fuck. Like, no, that's not Geo Force. That's the uh, Geo Storm. Anyway, but yeah, all the Power Rangers are popping up, and it's like it's like Avengers portals with everybody coming through. It's so sick. I got so I got sick. chills, and I don't know. I watched like two of those. Anyway, back to the anyways, movie. Nick. Back to the plot. You muted. Hello. Back. I thought you were yeah. suspiciously quiet the last like two minutes. <laughs> was I? Oh, sorry. I must have hit the mute button. <laughs> My bad. Um, yeah, I made a banger joke. I was like, of course, Tim has seen all of the fucking. What are the Captain Power Rangers coming together? He probably saw it before it even came out. That was a great joke. That was really good during, like, I timed it great, Andy, but you just guys. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, I missed, so the, I missed the window. That. Yeah, my bad. Anyway, Evil Casey proposes a trade. Mitsu for the scepter. But then they give him the scepter, and he's like, well, you know, I'm going to take him back to the thing anyway. So bring me Kenshin to the castle in exchange for Mitsu. And they're like, why? What the fuck do you care about this guy? Like, who cares? Uh, they take Mitsu to Lord Norinaga. Casey <laughs> offers the scepter to Walker so he can stop being his spy and start being his partner. And then April barges in, just straight walks out the door and demands to see the Daimo as the boys scale the wall of the prison and head up to poop shoot again. How did she get she just walked through the front door? Again, Kevin, uh, why did no one stop like her? people in any one like, of these places. Like, they're like, hey, that's the witch lady. Like, yeah, you're for sure like, going to want to stop her. If we take yeah. her to the, to the man of the house. Lorinaga with this weird hair that hangs down is going to be like, what's up? He'll probably head on her too. It'll be strange. What are you going to do? Then Donnie calls, calls Lord Nar Oh, excuse me. They free Mitsu and find the squirrel, which depicts the defeated Daimo's army. And it's super confusing again because they're like, yeah, it's us. She's like, no, it's not. That's from 400 years ago. It already happened. They're like, okay, cool. Um, then Donnie calls Lord Norinaga, Wade Newton, and this movie's great. Uh, a fight <laughs> breaks out and the turtles say some quips like batter up and hello, goodbye. Not your best work, screenwriter. Donnie opens the <laughs> gates and the villagers pour no, in no. and the battle, big, big old battle breaks out. Then Norinaga and Leo sword fight. Leo gets the better of him and then uses his sword to cut off the Shogun's top knot and then he drops a bell on him. Uh, Mikey asks who's trapped inside and Leo responds, Norinaga. Then Donnie says, huh, name rings a bell. 
Uh, and then we have the bell. <laughs> Movie's fantastic. Put it in. Oh, I'm gonna bed. vomit. <laughs> Walker brings April in, and the men surround the village with guns. Uh, Wit tries to stop them, so they throw him into the firing squad. And you're like, it's a little too little, too late, man. You just kidnapped April. I don't think anything's really gonna be a redemption arc for you here. Uh, and then Leo tells Walker to man up and shoots. Uh, and shoot him instead, uh, which instills fear in the rest of Walker's men. But Walker ain't scared. He walks over to a cannon instead and lights it. Uh, when he blows it up, though, Leo thinks fast and ducks into a shell, dodging the cannon blast, which collides with Norinaga's bell. I love bell. being a turtle. And he goes, I love being a turtle. It's like, wow, that's really clever. I wonder where they got that from. The and other then battle. someone's like this. Oh, it was the last movie. That's literally the same thing that happened in the last movie. And, and the screenwriter is like yeah. the screenwriter, the director, the producer, all the other writers, everyone that worked on this movie, anyone that's ever worked in Hollywood before that had anything to do with this movie. were like, oh, see the second or first movie. I have no context for what a Ninja Turtle is. And then <laughs> I, as a young kid, go, oh, that makes sense why this movie is the giant pile of fucking dog shit. Anyway, yeah. they chase... The rest of the men run scared and Norinaga pops up out of the bell with his hair all crazy. And someone goes, oh, look, Don King. And I laugh. Uh, they, chase Walker <laughs> <to the top. laughs> they chase Walker to the top of the castle and stop him before he could escape. But Walker has the upper hand. He throws the scepter into the air and pieces out. Mikey catches it and the rest of the turtles catch him. And then Wit takes the opportunity to launch a fiery catapult at Walker, uh, knocking him off the cliff and totally redeeming himself. Now, I don't know how fiery catapults work, Kevin, but if you light something on fire, do you just leave it there unattended for a while? <laughs> That's a good, good question, Nick. <laughs> Is that how that works? Okay. You just think it could just stay there? It could just stay on fire in that wooden yeah, machine? Yeah, it's and... in the wooden thing. It, it takes like, a yeah, lot like, of heat Does to the get whole going. catapult not catch on fire? Nah, it takes like... a while. It takes a while. It'll be fine. Okay. It doesn't affect the structural integrity at all? Nah. I feel like someone got fired for that, though. Okay. Someone was like, did you leave the catapult unattended? And, and Tony was like, yeah, I did. Was it lit on fire, Tony? And Tony's like, I do not recall. I cannot recall whether or not the catapult ball was I love was that on suddenly fire. he's on the stand. <laughs> <laughs> they prepare to leave, but Mike and Raph don't want to go. Uh, Kenshin activates the scepter despite missing the honor guard who are playing at the bar in case he's got to get him back to the dance. In time for the dance, April reminds the game that they can't split up. He says, your brothers. And then Yoshi and Mitsu run in to say goodbye. But Mikey doesn't want to go. Mitsu tells him, just fuck off. I don't know you. I met you a day ago, and you're a creepy-ass turtle. <laughs> go back to where you belong, which is the sewers. Uh, she wants Kenshin back, who is her boyfriend, by the way, uh, so they can reunite the families and the war forever. Leo tells the rest of the guys that staying would interfere with the lives of the villagers. And Raph gives Yoshi a goodbye hug. Everyone grabs their stuff and returns back to the timeline, but Mikey doesn't quite get there fast enough and ends up staying behind, leaving the honor guard guy in his pres- in his place. Uh, the dude tries to bolt up the ladder, but when he does, and we get another little flash, and then Mikey's back, eventually coming back to replace him. Um, they can treat past- this like it's the most hype thing ever recorded on film. Mikey like coming down as if it's like, oh shit, thank God he made it. Not a single person, not a single child watched this and was like, phew. Yeah, Mikey's you know? It's good. They're reunited. There are zero stakes in this entire movie. We don't care. Like nothing feels remotely like no tension, nothing. The threat is there might be guns. <laughs> Not only that, but like when you start thinking about it, you're like, maybe these guys would have been better off in the past. They have no life in the future and they don't really, nobody really does care about them. So, what does it matter if they're staying in feudal Japan and revered as gods? And that's that's the thing. Like, anyone that goes from the past to the future, they're going to have a better life. So, the people that are here, like, hey, congratulations, you now have like centralized heating. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have all night pizza restaurant. A comfortable uh, bed. Yeah. Great. We have a lot of vaccines too and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So just in case uh, you ever get sick. Back in the past, Kenjin returns and has a nice reunion with Mitsu, who thanks him for doing absolutely nothing in this movie. Uh, Mitsu gives Laura <laughs> back the family scepter as a peace offering, and everything seems pretty okay. Uh, Mikey is pretty down in the dumps because he's like, I really miss Mitsu, even though I've only known her for a day. And I guess I'm a horny teenager, so I fall in love very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but Splinter's like, I got just the thing that's going to cheer you up. A little bit of the old end the movie with some Splinter humor, Tim. He puts a lampshade on his head, does an evil impression uh, that he saw on uh, on TV. And then the turtles all do the dance from Breakfast Club and the credits roll. Fucking terrible. Fucking Inexcusably bad. Now, I want to give you guys a fact that I forgot to say earlier. <laughs> Uh, producers invited Corey Feldman to reprise his role from the first film as Donatello. The filmmakers told Corey they felt bad about not casting him in Ninja Turtles 2, as we remember from a couple weeks ago when we talked about this. Right. However, when Corey asked for more money than the 1500 he was paid on Ninja Turtles 1, Corey was told, quote, yeah, but you were in rehab. Corey was denied the raise and was again paid only 1500 What? That sucks. That's what fuck? the fuck? Fuck, that is shady in every way. Yeah, these producers suck in this movie. They suck. They're not good. I I would like to know what all the other actors got paid. This is just insane. Like, it's insane that they're like, oh, we felt bad. But, like, not Not that bad. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. That's That's terrible. terrible. Andy hit me. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your reviews in haiku form. Just like Travi Nix did. It's wet willy time. Can their fingers even fit? That's the real question. Also, why Casey? He's Walmart brand Bill Pullman. Unacceptable. Who's Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman is the president from Independence, Independence Day. Day. Interesting. I, I don't yeah. know that I'd connect the two of them, but okay. Okay. Yeah, me, I don't oh, like are you saying the actor is like Bill Pullman or an interesting poll, man. man. Casey Jones <laughs> looks more like the guy from SVU that Gia likes, whose name I don't remember. Joey, yeah. that's Joey, oh, no joke. Stable. I thought that's always stable, who this was. I thought this was Maloney the whole time until oh, Nick mentioned the name here on this review. And I was like, They do huh, look maybe, very similar. Did they got a new did they get a new actor? Uh, no, it's it's I, I always thought it was Christopher Maloney. I'm blown away, like no joke. I just tried to act not to act like it. Like, oh, yeah, Nick, I always knew that's who that was. I mean, when I was a kid, I thought they were the same person, too. I actually was like, then when I found out they were separate people, I was like, I'm Elias Cote's fan. There's no, there's nothing this Chris Maloney guy can do to ever fucking turn me around. And then he did What Hot American Summer. And I was like, nope, this guy's great. This guy's the greatest actor on the face of the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Hit me, Andy. Oh, that's all for haiku? Oh, yeah, I was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> ragu bagu what's up everybody welcome to Rad guys talk bad guys here for tmnt in review number one on the list is shredder and the foot clan and those amazing shoulder pads from the first movie and number two <laughs> is super shredder and the wolf and snapping turtle Dude, Where... this is the saddest list of ragu let's, bagu let's ever add. can we <laughs> make this that? the writing team and put them at number yeah. one yeah let's put yeah yeah 
this is a depressing list like no, no joke this is really bad y'all like i'm in a bad spot right now <laughs> i it, man and it sucks because it's like the tmnt the what, what's the director that did the michael two bay? latest one michael, michael bay. bay ones is like it's it, the list just keeps being trash just utter <laughs> trash there's no silver lining to this list no. do we all agree the writers no. of tmnt3 are the worst bad guys this yeah, movie has yeah. Put there, there. by yes. worst, I mean best. So oh, yeah. put Lord Noronaga and the Walker and Walker and the screenwriters from this film. I'm putting them at dead last, though. Oh, good lord! Yeah, I, that's a good point, Nick. These things don't deserve to be first on any list. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Although, I mean, look, y'all, we we have some other movies coming up. I know we haven't even ranked this one yet, but like, I was Nick. Did you know that Seth Rogen and his team are working on a new one? They're with the Mitchells and the Machines people. They're working on everything. Seth Rogen's got 50 projects. He's taking all, and, every comic series well, possible. And that's, and and that's what the thing. Yeah, the Mitchells and Machines good. people. Invisible is good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's and he worked on it. That's like the best news I've heard. And the boys. Honestly. Fucking boys great. Make that. Jesus Christ, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, stop saying <laughs> stupid Showbread, shit, Nick. Nick. I'm, fucking, I'm going back to reading my 1152-page manuscript called the Shogun, Tim. I'll let you know how it is. I'll let you know how it is in 15 years when I finish it. <laughs> uh, unless anyone has an objection, the new rankings are number one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Number two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990. And number six, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Now, wait a minute. Tim, I... Tim, I was about to say this is pretty disrespectful, but no, this movie disrespected me. It it's disrespected bad. my time. It disrespected yeah. my eyes and my ears and my brain. So, Tim, you're right. It is number six. And there you have it. We're going <laughs> to return next week with TMNT 2007, the CG animated movie. And then later in the week, we are doing Luca, the brand new Pixar Ooh, film on Disney+. Exciting. A reminder to everyone out there is no extra charge on Disney Plus. It's not Look one of their advantage. premium access things. So why does Disney keep screwing Pixar? You know what I mean, guys? It's hurtful. It's hurtful. Why are they screwing Pixar by not making people until pay for it? next they time? Charge all the other movies. Cowabunga! Ga, 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 ga.